All right, we are live for a Friday edition of the Mike and Mario show. And as always, excited to be back. Looking forward to uh, connecting with you, Mario, and seeing what's happening out here in this interesting day and time we're living in. But before we move forward, how are you doing, my friend? Hi, Mike. I'm doing well. Uh, yes, uh, interesting times. And today, uh, I mean, we're going to look at the markets first, but I, I wanted to uh, also point out that uh, J.P. Morgan they they were able to delete by mistake 47 million emails mm -hmm. uh you kind of wonder what they're hiding uh and jp morgan of course is the the biggest bank in the world and it's a uh, too big to fail so can, right. can can the people that are moving supposedly all their money from the regional banks trust jp morgan mm, something to be concerned with another thing is when you're too big to fail your crimes can go uh, your, your crimes can go unnoticed because all you have to do is just pay a fine. So it's one of the things where does crime pay in, in a sense, or you, you get my point there. But anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, for those tuning in, definitely hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. And uh, should be an interesting live stream today. Hoping to have a guest join us uh, momentarily and uh, get a chance to pick his brains and see what he's keeping an eye on as well as talk about the precious metals market. But as always, we got about four or five, six different stories of, of things that caught our attention that's worth bringing to your attention. So if we're going to kick it off, by just talking about some of the recent activity uh, in the markets today. And so I haven't dived much into it, but I know, uh, Mario, you happen to keep your eyes on a lot of these things. So share with us some of the PI, PMI information and, and what it's indicating outside of what the mainstream media will have us to believe. Yeah, it, it seems that, though that the mainstream media and uh, Wall Street in the city of London are uh, leaning towards uh, the fact that uh, we're going to be in a recession and they say it's needed to bring down inflation. Uh, in terms of the economy, uh, I mean, the, some European PMIs came out today and they were weaker than expected. Mm -hmm. They're showing like a, a contraction already. And, and the markets, uh, of course, uh, they're a bit under pressure, the, the stock markets in the last few days. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Powell spoke again yesterday and he said they're going to raise, probably raise another two times this year. And precious metals, of course, they, they have been hit hard uh, of late, but today uh, precious metals are rebounded, um, even mm -hmm. though now we're coming back off. Uh, I mean, gold uh, traded as low as 1910 overnight, and yeah. then we traded up to almost 1940, and now we're at 1921. Silver mm -hmm. is down about like almost 10% since last week. We're at 2232. It's up eight cents. It got up to 2270. And yeah. I, I'll leave it to uh, our guest uh, to uh, talk a little bit more about silver because there's some interesting developments uh, on uh, COMEX. The other part of the market that bears watching, I think, is the bond market here mm -hmm. in the UK. Bond yields are spiking uh, quite a bit, especially in the short end, like the two year yield, yield that sets uh, a lot of the mortgage rates. We're now at 523 which is huge. Uh, I mean, we were above, we got to 475 last year when we had the, uh, the crisis in uh, October, September, and uh, the Prime Minister uh, Truss, Truss and Quarteng, they had to resign. And now here we are at 523. And um, I think the markets still trust that the central banks are going to be able to fight inflation. But they were the same people that said first it was going to be transitory, that there's no problem with inflation. Now, you know, earlier this year, they thought we're almost through with raising rates. 
but now people expect that we're going to have to keep raising rates until the end of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, I think they're going to have a tough time uh, with inflation, and I think rates are going to go a lot higher eventually. Yeah, and just as you're talking here, pulling up some of the activity for the last, from the last week for the most part, and as we can see here, Great Britain has hiked a lot more than anticipated. Turkey even heightened Swiss and Norwegian and China, for whatever reason, happens to be easing somewhat slightly. And so uh, I guess it's that fight against inflation, as the central bankers would call it. And I see here's another. So let's jump into some headlines. Um, I want to go to this one here uh, from uh, let me green this on the screen if I can. Uh, so here we have this one here from Financial Times. It says central banks battle with inflation enters new phase of pain. And just thumbing through some of the headlines here, talking about core CPI figures and how the effort to get back to two percent is what will, is what they will use as an as a part of the narrative as to why growth, economic growth, will slow down and and the likelihood of a recession is probable, and all in their fight to fight this uh, inflation situation here. So central banks are ultimately doomed, no matter what, just because there's nothing they can do because it's built into the cake. So. Uh, but it's interesting how this headline here talks about more pain to come. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the mainstream, you know, waking up to things. And uh, I spoke about it this morning in my video that uh, if you look at inflation as the creation of currency and credit out of thin air, we've had it in spades since 2008 and 9 with a QE and zero rates. So that, that inflation is still out there. Uh, it, for, it, it seeped through into uh, financial assets, real estate, and other things, private equity, tech, but now it's seeping into real uh, goods that we need to uh, to survive. Mm -hmm. And and just raising rates a little bit like this is not going to do it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we need a, 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 a great collapse of everything uh, to reset everything. <laughs> but uh, I'm afraid. Uh, they don't look at it like that. They just think that getting the CPI back to two or three percent will do it. But what people forget that things are still going to be uh, higher uh, in, in terms of cost or price once they right, do that. Right. If they really wanted to to bring um, inflation down, they'd have to get CPI into the minus five or minus ten to, to strengthen the currency. And they're never going to do that. And here in the UK. Uh, they talk about having inflation and inflation or our CPI has been around 10% for mm -hmm. the last 12 months. So if you have that, you get like five or four and a half, which is still really bad. So I think what they're trying to do, Mike, is uh, what's called financial repression. They're going to try mm -hmm. to um, keep savers, uh, saving rates really low for savers while they inflate away. And that's how governments and central banks inflate away the the massive debt that they had they have they did that after world war ii and they're trying again now <laughs> i got a message from my uh, bank uh saying today oh we've raised your rates but guess what they raised it by they they raised my savings rate from one percent to 1.1 1 .1. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> right Oh, man, you're saving 0.1% more. Oh, yeah, bank with us. Uh, yeah, and, and speaking of which, uh, financial repression uh, ultimately will it, it will it will not work due to consumer debt. Consumer debt is what might end up being the catalyst that 
pops the everything bubble. And so just as you were speaking, I shared an article earlier. Um, uh, let me bring on the screen here. Uh, it was entitled, uh, Americans are so indebted that it's holding back the economy. So they're, you, they're blaming personal consumption debt as, a, as what's holding back the economy. Then it says, here's four key uh, reforms that could give room to breathe. So ultimately, one of the things that stood out here is debt jubilee, trying to ultimately alter the current way the debt, the, the debts, the debt, the way they measure consumer debt, making it more favorable for mortgages and things like that, student loan debt, by basically canceling a lot of these debts. And that'll help spark uh, more uh, interest for people to go out and borrow to keep this economy rolling and also bankruptcy law reforms and all types of things they're using as an excuse without admitting that the primary problem happens to be the debt in of itself. So it's just, it's just interesting how the narrative behind this is that it's a natural, it's a natural phenomenon. It's not a central bank induced or government fiscal policy induced phenomenon. Well, uh, the, the flip side of that is that the economy has been uh, growing, growing, because people have taken on a credit card debt and other debts yeah. to buy things. So uh, doing this will actually hurt the economy because the U.S. and the U.K. were so dependent on consumer credit. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say, you, you uh, forgive uh, debt or consumer credit, you are hurting a creditor. And, and they don't want that. They, they, they keep uh, trying to keep it going. So... Yeah, this is this seems to me like they want their cake and they want to eat it too. But uh, yeah, I think uh, credit card debt is up to like a trillion or more. Mm -hmm. I, I feel I'm not mistaken. And climbing. And so let me see, as a part of this article here, uh, one of the things that stood out to me, it says the U.S. economy has more private debt than the public debt with public debt at 123% of GDP and the private sector debt at 165% of GDP as of a as of year in 2022 and so uh it's just not a good situation all the way around okay let's get through a couple more headlines here then we will uh invite our guests on the screen here let me let's get to just more of the issues that we face that are not going away so here's the article came out it says distress u.s commercial property assets rise to 64 billion billion and it says another 155 billion of potential distress is looming so there's more and more empty, vacant uh, uh, sky rises here in New York, as well as San Francisco, pretty much all the metro metropolitan areas. But this is another result of indebtedness that uh, is brought on by easy money policy, which is no longer it's no longer easy, I guess. So now it's time to pipe the piper. So but anyway, this, this def definitely shouldn't surprise you whatsoever. Huh? Yeah. And, and I think also what happened in 2020, 20 to 2022 with people being forced to work from home that's changed a lot of the uh, you know the basis for needing all those uh, uh, all, all that space and like you said uh, uh, commercial property or even uh, residential real estate they act like a bond and uh, I, I think um, the mistake that people made is to think that rates are going to stay low forever and uh, only because they, they, they've been low uh, or going down for like 40 years since the early 80s. But uh, I think that's turned now. And uh, I think there's still a lot of people in denial about that. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. that's why I think rates are going to go a lot higher. Um, all right. So to move to another story here, uh, let's get to this uh, 
this nickel situation. And so the lawsuits are there. Now, how will this play out? Will this be swept under the rug in your opinion or what? Cause we talked about this last year when things broke, but uh, will this be any type of newsworthy story that will cause a domino effect into other, other in some of these future markets or whatever? Oh, it could definitely be because Paul Singer, uh, one of the biggest hedge fund managers, uh, his firm, they were massively uh, long uh, nickel mm -hmm. on, on the day that uh, the LME decided to cancel the trades. They, they sold quite a bit and made, uh, I think, half a billion dollars. <laughs> so that profit was canceled because the exchange just said, oh, we, we're going to cancel the trades. Mm -hmm. So they brought a case. It's in the British High Court. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, the LME loses, it, it could be the end of the LME. And I, I think there are there is a commodities and metals exchange in China, but it could disrupt the whole uh, base metal market. It could mm -hmm. disrupt uh, spill over into other markets like silver, for example. Uh, <laughs> and this is something I guess we can talk with our guests because we've seen that uh, in the last few days the comex has um, taken a, a lot of the comex uh, companies that uh, have silver they they've taken uh, 5 million uh, for delivery in, into the books so it looks like someone big wants a lot of silver come the july delivery uh, at the beginning of july end of june or maybe uh, the people on Comex who pay, play the paper game are concerned that the same could happen to silver and they don't want to be sued. Uh, but uh, the LME thing could be very, very interesting. Uh, will the uh, British High Court uh, rule in, in favor or against the LME? It's possible. And that would be the end of the LME. And uh, yeah, because I think there's 12 billion of uh, trades that they canceled. And yeah. I think Singh, yeah. Paul Singer, uh, hedge fund, uh, they had half a billion in, in, in profits that uh, were taken out from them. And, and it just goes to show how uh, these exchanges are very leveraged. And on the other side of the trade was, of course, a Chinese, uh, uh, they call him like, uh, I forgot the name, but he's a huge uh, metals trader. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, he was short. And, and uh and the market just went went crazy in March last year because mainly because of the war in the Ukraine. But the LME didn't keep good track uh, of the positions of that. Uh, I forgot the name of the company in China. And that's what led to the uh, market malfunctioning. And it could be another uh, thing that they use on COMEX. They could uh, close the market, suspend trading because, let's say, gold and silver get really crazy they go up uh and uh they could even uh suspend trading and if you have paper positions and the market's going crazy you can't close out and that's why i always talk about and you talk about having physical so that that's the lesson to learn i think about the lme when the ruling is going to come out i don't know but it will be very interesting to to see what happens yeah. Now we have about three or four more other articles, but I'd rather just get right to the nitty gritty. So I want to go ahead and invite John. Okay. He just disappeared on me, but uh, once he gets back on, we're going to invite John on here. So let's get to a little, uh, if you want to, because some of the stories you have, it's, it's, it's entertaining, but it's not really. Oh, there's, another, there's one that I uh, 
think was interesting is that uh, Ford Motor Company is okay, going to okay. borrow from uh, the U.S. taxpayer, a.k.a. the Treasury, for electric vehicles uh, investment. And that's just another, uh, just another example of governments interfering in the market. And it shows that, uh, that this electric vehicle thing and the EV, uh, if it was left to the market, there wouldn't be any interest because why would Ford uh, Motor Company borrow from the government? Well, it means be because the private sector doesn't want to lend to it. Can you hear me, Mike? Hello. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. I mean, I, I had backup. I got too many windows open. <laughs> Forgive yeah. me, <laughs> but, no, but I heard right. you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, I mean, the Ford Motor Company thing is just another sign of, uh, you know, the merger of government and uh, corporations, which we know it starts with an F, right? Probably don't need to to say it here. Yeah. Um, but no, this this story is the fact that governments once again incentivizing Ford by borrowing, then the company there they're partnering with this Korean company. So it's like, this is a part of the green new green, new plan that they want to roll out. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not going to work out of my opinion, but we'll see. All right. I want to get to, uh, man, I feel so unorganized on my end, but let's get to, uh, let me invite a man. Uh, let me get him on screen here. So here we have Mr. John hey. Perez. How you doing, my friend? Great. How are you doing, Mike? And how you doing, Mario? I'm well, thank you. Nice to meet you for the first time. Yeah, Tom. well, I've, I've listened to some of your videos with uh, with uh, John John Williams, isn't it? Or David Morgan? David, David, sorry, David and Morgan, Mike yeah. Adams. Sorry, David Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did the big crypto conspiracy thing, and uh, it looks like it's starting to unfold now. All of a sudden, Jeffrey Epstein and Jamie Dimon are joined at the hip, and uh, I was just reading an article <laughs> last night here. <laughs> I had a, there's a really good article out on wall street on parade today. And mm -hmm. it, it's like, it's like, I was right. I called it perfect here. They're going to start releasing to news outlets. These are internal emails of all the dialogue between Jeffrey Epstein and Jamie Dimon here. And uh, we have yet to get to the Bitcoin part, but uh, it's, it's now, it's now in uh, spiking the football realm now because uh uh, those two were working together the whole time. And in, in the crypto conspiracy, I talked about Bitcoin and silver being used. I think BlackRock is the new J, JP Morgan now, but um, that's coming to pass here. So yeah, it was great interviews they, with They didn't David delete Morgan. those emails? Yeah, I think they deleted them and then they probably went to the US military and the NSA and then they probably sent them to somebody else. You know, <laughs> you, know I, you can never really delete anything. I think that that story is... Uh, is uh i i i have some big conspiracy on this here i i don't believe that anyone's deleting anything i think i think the story is that they're deleting and people are going about their business every day going business as usual not realizing that they may be there may be a big sting operation going on right now by the u.s military so that's how i see this and but uh uh, nice to be on the show with you guys here, Mario. I've been watching you for a while now, and it was really nice when you and Mike got together about the Mike and Mario show. What a what a perfect combo! When Mike asked me to come on board, I thought, "Oh, this would love to." 
Yeah, well, I appreciate you joining us, man. And as always, we've connected in the past. And I, as I mentioned, you know, you do a good job of forecasting future events and the timing of things. And so right now, I want, I'm definitely curious to see what you're keeping your eyes on. Of course, there's all types of things we can try to connect. Uh, but for the sake of, I guess, keeping things relatively smooth and simple, Silver, you are known as, as Silver is Money over on Telegram. So go definitely go check yeah. them out if you guys haven't. So let's connect some of the dots together. Silver, gold, all the events unfolding right now. What are some things that you're uh, putting together right now to give us to give it to us? Well, well he, here's where I'm at right now, and I and you know, f- fair warning to your audience here, I'm out there, <laughs> I'm way out there. <laughs> I, I will say this, um, <laughs> uh, you know, my th- my thing is, uh, I, I believe we're in a very geopolitical crisis centered oriented market right now, where we mm-hmm. all know fundamentally silver should be going straight up. We know the all the central banks are printing. At the same time, they're accumulating gold at a record pace, yet gold sits still. Uh, we've got China. I just, In fact, I'm going to be doing a video here pretty soon about how China is going to open between 10, 25, maybe 50 million retail accounts to purchase gold and silver for their citizens. The Bank of China. Big story here. You're going to love it. You guys will love it. Uh, we had Costco this week, uh, two day, three days ago, announced that they are now retailing gold. I believe Costco will be the largest gold retailer in the united states within 12 to 18 months they are selling one ounce gold bars at 30 dollars under the spot price i already had i already had people buying it so it's going to change the entire playing field out there in terms of retail but they've got 118 million uh members 453 stores and they're putting a limit you can buy only you only get to buy two ounces per day i thought that was interesting so uh, I believe I believe PAMP is the supplier. They're not storing them at the warehouse, so they may have a centralized location, and it's a non-refund policy. But with 118 million members, if only 10% buy one ounce for Christmas, which I think when silver gets when gold gets to 2200, 2500, I'm sorry, 2300, and it gets the media, I think we're going to see people basically. The non, you know, the non gold person, like we're, we're, we're gold guys. We're, we're in it. We see it. We talk about, it. we have a local coin store. I think the average Costco shopper is going to say, Hey, look, gold is up 2300. Let's go buy some gold bars. I'm going to call up uh, Costco. Let's go price shopping. The first thing is they're $30 under spot. Nobody, nobody can compete with that. There's no refund, but who's, if you know, if you want to sell your gold, there'll be no problem selling that. So, Another big story there. So, you've got all, we've got the pieces of the puzzle coming together here, with China, with all the central banks doubling down on their gold right now, with Costco getting involved with the market, looking to buy, and then now you, I'm anyone that watches me know I have a term called bombs move markets, mm-hmm. and 17 years ago, in the summer of 2006, when Israel went into Lebanon. Uh, I was working at Monex and I was, I was a pure silver guy, you know, and I was just pure silver trader and I was working with about 16 million in silver. And we had, I had piled a bunch of people in for that event, which was, came in what? It came in July, the third week of July. That buildup is there. They've got all the armor going. There's drills going on right now. I believe that's going to light up again in July. That's coming up on July 11th. We've got a NATO meeting that's going to be coming together. NATO is going to be possibly approving Ukraine into the EU or into NATO or Moldova. 
and there are major, major military activities going on now there that are going to affect the entire Russian front with Ukraine. So these things are not covered in the media, but they're coming. I this is what I do full time, so uh, you can see where this is. This is going to have a big effect on July 11th. NATO has to make a decision in terms of how they're going to respond to Russia. And judging by all the weapons they're moving, pre-moving, you know, all these different weapons, it appears as if they're pre-moving weapons ahead of time as a cover saying we're helping Ukraine, but we're going to see more activity coming out. And I'm starting to see more pictures of more foreign mercenaries being caught behind enemy lines there. So that's a big aspect. And then we've got right now, which is literally live right now, I'm watching it, uh, you've got Zelensky accusing Russia of preparing to blow up the Zaporizhia nuclear plant, which will be another Chernobyl. This is happening. It's a total media blackout in the United States. This, th- these events are going to affect the markets, but I'm looking at how far they're on. We're at the point of no return already. And, mm-hmm. But the way I see it right now, you know, to your question, when, how do you see the markets? Fundamentally, we see precious metals markets. We have a perfect storm. I mean, the storm is here for precious metals. All they need is a trigger because as you know, Mike, and as you know, Mario, they don't like to take responsibility for crashed markets. Usually they they like to see an external crisis or an external event to say, well, those damn Russians, you know, and and I did say in my my last interview with David Morgan, I said that there would be an event where the COMEX would be blacked out along with the LME, which you guys just spoke of, and that there'd be some sort of blackout. And now, We've got this uh, submarine issue here. And I said, for seven years now, the media has been saying this. You can look this up. For seven years, they've been broadcasting that they were afraid that Russia was going to cut the under underwater cables. And I thought, well, that's interesting because uh, everyone everyone's looking for a sunken uh, su- little submarine out there, which I, apparently they can't find it. But there's all these military ships out there. So you can speculate on what I see there. I believe we're going to see a blackout. We're going to see the, the LME, is, which is already, I mean, the LME is done. And I, what Mario talked about regarding uh, Singer, uh, yeah, the, the guy lost a lot of money. And he's not going to walk away from that trade. And what, what else did we find out about the LME? The LME had... What JP Moore in storage, they had boxes of rocks. <laughs> they didn't have nickel. <laughs> so, you know, I thought, oh my goodness, it's like, what do these people think that we're wow. dumb as a box of rocks here? Here they are trading on, you know, on inventory. And I, I, I don't, I feel the same way about the COMEX inventory. I go, this is a bunch of rocks over there. I mean, so watch, watch I, this. I, who, yeah. Who's draining? Who's draining? Who's draining? Who's getting physical right now? Who's planning on taking delivery? There's five minutes. I think five million ounces of silver in the last few days have been uh, put out for delivery. Yeah, I think I think it'll all be gone by be- on or before the majority of it should all be gone before the July 11th NATO meeting here because they know they know what's coming. They, I mean, this is this is what happened in the summer of 2006. In fact, I told my entire group, I said in in July of 2006, I will show you military headlines. That will be identical to 2006, and that I made a lot of money because silver. We were, in, I was in silver. We silver came all the way down to nine dollars and ninety two cents, nine eighty five, and it blew up to twenty one bucks. And I had piled in millions of dollars in silver. We went full leverage, full boat, and we rode that thing. And I mean, I, I went on vacation after that, you know. But uh, that's going to repeat again. There's 
there's so much so much military action going on right now it's it's i'm looking at this and tearing my hair out saying this is not in the news they're covering it and if it was you know the stock market wouldn't be doing what it's doing right now or mm-hmm. you know oil cutting all this oil cutting all this oil and oil there's no way it's going to stick at the same rate it is i feel like there's a a mega rug pull being set up right now for the retail investor but not for the physical holder of gold and silver is going to mm-hmm. finally be rewarded here. I think we have a reward coming about, here. So July is going to be a hot month. What about Taiwan? Do you see any trouble, geopolitical trouble? Yeah. Well, I I was reading the um, I was reading a, a, a an article on how China plans on mining all using uh, mines around all of Taiwan to ensure that American ships can't go in there. I, I believe that uh, now my, my feeling on Taiwan is that I believe the CCP was already in control of Taiwan, but the CCP and the PRC had a split with Chairman Z and, and the CCP was literally removed on camera. And so what you've got is the PRC China looking at what's really in control inside Taiwan. I, I don't, I see there's a potential limited conflict there, but there's no doubt when that happens, they're going to push silver right through 30 and onward to the $33 here simultaneously because it's going to be really hard for uh, any anyone to hold down the markets because there'll be no there'll be no metal in the COMEX. And that's why they're draining the COMEX, in my opinion. They're draining all this metal here physically because they know this military action is coming. There's no there's no turning back where we're at right now. I mean, it's it's uh, as long as I've been doing this. I've been doing this since 1984. I'm looking at this. I it's I go. What do you mean? It's Armageddon light right now. It's like it's already happening. It's like I, as long as I've been doing this, I have never seen this much military activity. You've got uh, the, the literally one of the uh, one of the nuclear reactors at Zaporizhia in Russia in ex Ukraine. Now Russia is already mined. They're already hitting it with shells and everything, and it's not in the news. They're not covering this. So there's going to be a big wake up call. But back to your comment on china and taiwan i've said this all along that the road to 30 dollars silver in, in order to push it through to break from the manipulators of silver and gold we got we've got jp morgan on the ropes right now with the jamie diamond and epstein emails coming out and the article was clear saying it was sending it out to multiple uh news sources worldwide with jp morgan they've had always had the power to hold the price of silver down with all these vents coming up, it's going to be very difficult with a drained out COMEX, military events, and we've obviously a what appears to be a bull trap in the in the retail markets of the Dow and the S&P. The, with the effects of China coming into Taiwan, I've always said this, $30 silver is going to come with China going into Taiwan, and they won't be able to bring it down because then we've got the sanctions coming. Biden has already got sanctions coming up into China into uh, against China, and when they do that, I've said that all the companies that Trump gave an opportunity to come home and repatriate, and they'd mm-hmm. give them tax breaks. They said, "No, we're going to stay in China." China is going to use the same model as Vladimir Putin, and they're going to seize all these American assets, mm-hmm. and it's going to be over. All these publicly traded stocks that are manufacturing in China, China the minute if this goes everybody. up with Taiwan. 
It's going to yeah. be over. Biden's gonna, he's going to throw the sanctions out there. And of course, I'm going to do my Z impersonation. Mr. Biden, you're playing with fire. Because he did <laughs> warn Biden. He said, Mr. Biden, you're playing with fire. So I, I, just, I tell you, I'm watching this thing. It's going to happen. And nobody's going to catch this one. Okay, who's going to benefit? Of course, if you're in the if you're in your traditional, you know, the big Dow, big retail stocks, you're going to get hammered. Everything's going to get hammered except except what? Well, manufacturing has a reason to come back to the United States because manufacturing is not here. Trump's going to say, I told you so because I told you guys to come home. They didn't come home. And mm -hmm. so now I, I'm looking at the model of Taiwan. In fact, this is, I would say this to your listeners. If you look at the model of what happened between Russia and Ukraine, the sanctions came against Russia, the, the ruble nosedived, and then they brought gold and oil in there to support it and it then it became a great performing currency. Now you're going to have the same thing happens in the Chinese yuan. We're going to see sanctions come in. When that happened in Russia, Starbucks left, McDonald's left. They were all those buildings were taken over. They have been repurposed. There's a, there's new names on them. It's like yeah. Russian McDonald's, but they're doing, they're doing their businesses 10, 20% better. So I tell people, look at what happened with Russia. I said, there are 4,000 McDonald's in, I, said, I go, I've seen the names of some of them, the restaurants, they kept the same image and logo, changed the name a little bit and they selling <laughs> Starbucks with whatever, some new name now. So, Mac so I said, Makrutsky. <laughs> it's gonna say, I said it's gonna be in in you know golden arches with a red background and I, I said oh, you know if Chairman Z wanted to really screw with Biden he's like, just call it McTrumps because there's four thousand <laughs> McDonalds out there and so and now you got the Walmart you got insiders at Walmart selling billions in stock I but I said a mm -hmm. month ago I wouldn't own Walmart or McDonald's why because all the manufacturing in China China it has I. I China literally went to has gone there and said, "Hey, we want peace with Ukraine." And of course, no peace, more mm -hmm. weapons. So what? What you know? What he Chairman Z was really doing? Okay, so when I go to ask for peace with Taiwan, we know what they're going to they're going to send weapons, and that's going to give him the green light to say, "It's it's all hands on deck here. We're going to take military action. We know how the Americans work. We know how the NATO work. They're just going to send more weapons. It's Taiwan one China policy." We, they are, he, he has the model. And I watched this. I said, you know what he's really doing? He's setting up himself for Taiwan. I went, he met with Zelensky, said we would like to have peace. No peace. Well, now he looks like a foreign dignitary attempting to create peace in a time of conflict. Now suddenly one China policy. Well, we would like to have peace. Well, you know what Biden's going to do for the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. They're going to send bombs. And when they send the bombs... That's when China's just could probably, you know, what they put land, sea mines, who knows? You've got Russia, the Russian Navy now is doing full exercises from the north. They're going to have to deal with the, the Japanese Navy, which is now, you know, an offensive force now. You got the South Korean Navy, and now you got North Korea, China, and Russia all working together here. And none of this stuff is on the news, which just makes, I look, I said, this is why we're going to do so well in the, in the gold and silver area. I said, we're ready. We we were, we're all in. We I said this at the this. end of the day. Yeah. What's so I'm sorry to cut you off. So oh. let's factor in oh. the BRICS activities, and so oh. a lot of suspicion, <laughs> suspicion that come August, the announcement of some type of currency will it be gold back? What are your thoughts on that one? I think it's gonna be gold back, and I think rare earth will be involved. 
I have a big rare earth strategy. I've been reading feedback here. Rare earth could be involved with a basket of commodities with the Chinese yuan, which is really going to be great. I mean, I, we prepared a rare earth strategy around that. Uh, remember, they've got all the I did. I worked on a rare earth project. That was a big project in Afghanistan in 2010, which that project has gone to the Chinese. And I spent a lot of time looking at this. Afghanistan has all the rare earth. America needs a rare earth. Well, you can just imagine when Biden decides to uh, sanction China, it's going to say your business is my business and our rare earth are not your rare earth. And that's where we're going to see the rare earth industry here. The United States, I believe, is going to move to the upside. So rare earth, as far as the BRICS go, I think, you know, the BRICS is going to is going to take a giant chunk out of the dollar. I mean, it's going to this is this is world war. This is world economic currency war. We're looking at world currency wars. This is the, what happens before the, the artillery drops and the bombs drop. I, the dollar is going to take a gigantic hit. I mean, we're already in trouble. The debt here in the United States, you covered it well just now. We're going to take a big hit. But here's what's going to here's what I see happening here with the BRICS. It's going to be it's it's going to take it's going to be more of a psycho a psychological effect of countries finally standing up saying no more America. And we're going to see other countries emboldened. You see the entire Arab Alliance has come together. All the, mm-hmm. all the, Iran has opened up a embassy in Saudi Arabia. I mean, Saudi Arabia and Iran are working together. Again. They had no embassy for eight years. They are now in each other's backyard. The UAE just bought 75 tons of gold and they're expanding. Uh, they're, embassies and now everybody's moving embassies where into all places syria which was nearly destroyed and just in the last three hours chairman z has come out in in china and says they support palestinian statehood so man well, we've got I, I a the, uh, sorry the pal i saw that the uh president of the palestinian authority went to he was received in beijing by uh by uh, Z uh, this week, but the full yes, red, full red carpet rolled out for him. <laughs> Listen, we got some heavy stuff going here. I mean, I I have a thing called Def. I did a video called DefCon Nuclear Theater, and uh, people always said, "Is there going to be a nuclear war?" I said, it's "Theater, this theater is not a war." You know, no. now can it, <laughs> it can turn into something though. But right now, we're all watching. You know, eating our popcorn, watching the movie unfold here, and. The number one DEFCON nuclear theater was Ukraine versus Russia, which is unfolding. I pre- made these predictions over a year ago. They're ex- mm-hmm. right on schedule here. DEFCON theater number two is going to be, I'm going to say this right now. They, they're the speeches that are coming out of the CSTO from the Russian government, from, uh, from Z and the entire Arab Alliance is that they're going back to 1967 borders everywhere from the Golan Heights to Syria, to Iraq, and they're going back to recoup what they call territorial integrity and legal sovereign borders. Well, I did some research. I said, I sort of the first time ever, I said, and I've been telling people, I said, watch the Golan Heights, because the last time this was hot was in 1973, 50 years ago. So this October, we have a 50-year delta of the 1973 DEFCON 3 a moment when there was the Soviet Union, Russia and the United States almost went to nuclear war over what? The Golan Heights. And now what's in the Golan Heights? There's a company out there. Look it up. It's called Genie Oil, G-E-N-I-E. Mm-hmm. 
who's on the board of directors what's what's his name dick cheney jake J- jacob rothschild i go so this is gonna get hot you guys oh yeah, gonna, heard of that one. Gonna, yeah. and Rafi, Rafi, Rafi faber is in uh the golan heights that's where he lives uh, yeah that's that. That, that area is that area is going to be lit up here soon i'm watching all the dialogue going back and forth here and this is this has been my specialty since 84 and i'm watching i said this the type of weaponry that's moving back in the deals going there's a lot of military deals that are going back and forth uh between egypt and you can see that there is a wave here coming and it and it's in they're all coordinated with to what you said mike regarding the BRICS. the BRICS are going to take a tremendous chunk out of the power of the dollar it's going to be so bad and i'm going to say something i haven't said this publicly but i'll say it right now i've said it on my show many times i believe the euro is going to cease to exist and the united states is going to put is going to put the uh is going to replace the euro with the us dollar in order to bring strength back to get what effective what i would call a us dollar dead cat bounce and so yeah, that's a big statement that's a big mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, um, watch it unfold and i'm seeing this i read some articles that were just obscure little articles there that the u.s uh bankers banking system were, were asking european bankers to stop doing transactions in euros and to use the dollars i thought well why would they do that i mean this is europe but i i was years ago as i was told in 2006 that the euro had an expiration date and so now it looks more and more like this expiration date is coming here because we've got NATO's on the rope, we've got the German economy is in big trouble. You know, the whole world is in trouble here. But the BRICS effect on the dollar is going to be so bad. It is going to affect uh, how the, the dollar so much that the U.S. government is not going to hesitate at doing what they need to do to, to hold the dollar because that's their printing press. I mean, we're what are we going to say? The, the dollar is not going to just go up and smoke and vanish one day. It's right. going to be. You know, it's going to be a, a a a wet, crazy animal. You know, trying to claw its way at everything here. So, I think we have big, big, big issues there. But you know, we, I touched on a lot of things just now. I think all these things here between now and Ju- by July 11th, by July mm-hmm. 11th of this year, we're all going to know that week of July 11th. Say, so wait a second here, what is NATO talking about? They're talking about all-out war with with Russia here, and Russia is doing what it's like literally they're pouring weapons in ukraine and it's a giant scrapyard they're just blowing things up there i think they've lost nearly half a million people there in ukraine it's going to be very very difficult times ahead here but uh great for gold great for silver great for crude oil because they're going to cut another million barrels there by this because this uh saudi arabia needs 85 to 100 oil to build that big magnificent city they'd like to build Mm -hmm. in the desert it's in their budget so with oil down here at 70 it's going to go up any type of conflict between israel and iran or with syria because it's all the same now is going to push oil up even higher but the alliance is going on here there everyone is jockeying for position there and it's 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 literally changing every 12 hours i'm not kidding you it's just it's been very very uh fluid but it's moving in that same direction there but the golan heights will be will be in the news here soon and I got went back to the transcripts of many of the speeches that were given, and I can tell right now this move by Chairman Z, and this is all this is a coordinated event, and mm-hmm. 
Then, of course, the one thing that nobody talks about is the Iraqi dinar. You know, China <laughs> now controls the largest oil field in Iraq. A lot of people don't know this. And you can, it's, Iraq is going to be the last decision maker regarding where they go financially because they're under the American thumb right now in control. If that, they're going to have to make an executive decision soon. I haven't seen it yet, but the relationship between Iraq and Syria is very strategic, that land there, uh, because it forms a wall there towards, towards Iran. There's a deal coming, the nuclear deal coming. So, I mean, I, I could go for hours on this, but yeah. to try to summarize it, keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Uh, that event here, when Iraq makes a decision in terms of which way they're going to go in terms of the BRICS and their relationship with Russia as well as Syria, when they make that decision, I believe you're gonna, we're going to see Iraq reopening their a military base in Iraq, either to Russia or China, and they're going to start buying weapons from Russia also. So I know I just unloaded a lot on you guys there, but this is now, happening right now in real time. And um, uh, I have another question for you. Really. Another question for you. I'm curious to get your thoughts on recent activity in the crypto space with BlackRock announcement of them putting it for an ETF. And of course, is one after the next, all these major institutions coming in for Bitcoin ETFs. And of course, the market's pumped a little bit. Uh, what, what, what's, is, that a, is that something to distract us or distract the, 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 the crypto maximalists or, or what's going on with that? Yeah, I think it's, well, you know, let's, that's perfect. So now May 23rd, May 23rd, 28th, BlackRock became the largest shareholder and investor in the Sprott Physical Trust ETF. Well, well, why would they do that? I said, well, as far as I'm concerned, they're just buying a call option on the upside to silver, and also they're backstopping their potential losses or their paper losses and derivatives at the SLV. And where there's, we don't know. I mean, the, the shenanigans there. I mean, that's you know, that's just a cluster over there. And so, um, why would BlackRock go into silver now? I mean, they got physically went straight to physical trust. Well, because they know so they're not there. They're not there to lose money. They're there to make money at the right time. And two weeks after saying this, because in in one of my videos called the Silver Psyop, I talked about the collaboration between Epstein and Diamond and suppressing silver and pushing up crypto, which they did successfully. And now it's ending. That Silver Psyop ends with uh, Bitcoin dying and silver flying. BlackRock coming in two weeks after, two three weeks after saying they're going to be a big investor at. Uh, I think they have 170 million shares or 170 million valuation inside uh, Sprott. But two weeks after making that, they decided, hey, we're going to apply sorry, apply for a Bitcoin ETF. And suddenly Bitcoin just goes straight up. It's like, but what's, what's Bitcoin backed by? Nothing. I, I don't, I'm not a Bitcoin fan. I've connected, Bitcoin is directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Anyone that's done any homework can see it's clear as day there. He's the first Bitcoin billionaire. His interview is still on Cointelegraph. Bitcoin is bursting with potential. Well, that's what everyone says. All the maxis, they're all repeating Jeffrey Epstein. If you go read the interview, it's like, wow, I didn't know this. I've been repeating Jeffrey Epstein's, it's a sales job. It's a script. You know, uh -huh. It's like, yeah, you said this. Yeah. God, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, that's same guy. Yeah, there's nothing there. And, you know, there's this is coming to a head. I saw an article that I didn't know if it was a real cover or not. 
it looked like a fake cover this morning. It said the Economist magazine, how did we miss Bitcoin as the world reserve currency? Can you imagine that? I mean, like, uh, John that real? Mc- yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know if it's real. I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't confirm it, but okay. I saw it and I thought, well, you know, John McAfee, Mr. Security, he was the guy that said Bitcoin is used for tracking and surveillance. Well, if you're in the blackmail business, I mean, how do you keep, you got a whole bunch of people you got to control. How do you surveil them and track them? Give them Bitcoin. You know, mm-hmm. now that's out in left field, right? But we'll see how that rolls out here. Personally, I believe well, that Bitcoin. Well, was take, question, uh, John. Why, why do you think uh, BlackRock is applying then for uh, ETF? That they're trying to uh, distract people. I think, head fake. From I think it's a distraction. Yeah, yeah. because but the minute they said Bitcoin ETF, Bitcoin went up. So who's running over there? Well, not not me. I, th- I think people. And all of a sudden, everyone's a Bitcoin bull. I said, "This is this is FOMO. This is FOMO." And th- it's 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 a uh, uh, I think it's way I think it's unusual whales or whale wire saying there's there's no institutions going into this. I, and in fact, I I talked about this last night. Actually, so Costco makes a decision. Did they go into Bitcoin or gold? They went into gold because gold is money. We all know gold is money. We all know that you know. We, we still don't know who Bitcoin was made by. Well, I do, but, you know, uh, Bitcoin <laughs> is, uh, I think this thing with BlackRock is a total head fake. And you were going to see it. They, they said they applied for it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, they did, but they wrote the check for silver, okay? So BlackRock wrote the check for silver, but they applied for a Bitcoin ETF. So they <laughs> bought the largest physical silver trust. They are now the largest shareholder and say, we want to buy some more silver. What do we do? Let's go apply for a bet. I think this is the, this is the, this is, you know, Mario, you know, this market works. This is, you know, it's like, look over here, look there. It's the, the market's not here to, they're not going to say, oh, we're going long on silver. Everybody don't tell. We're going to, are we going to buy some more boss? Yes. Yeah, so, well, don't tell anyone then tell them. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna block we're gonna do some Bitcoin over here you know we got all these guys on YouTube promoting it you know what the hell they're free advertisers let's go you know there's people Gordon Brown was the Gordon Brown was the only guy who used to uh, let the markets know in advance when he he told the world he was gonna sell half the UK's gold. (laughs) I remember that I remember that that was something here so I'm I'm really you know. Uh, I'm sure your listeners are fair warning listeners Perez in conspiracy land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fair warning, you know, but this is where I live. You know, that's what I do this full time. So I think, yeah, I think the, uh, you look at, you say, well, Bitcoin's at what? It was, I think it was up like, it's like seven, 8,000 bucks in a week. Come on. It's like, come on. The president, well, who's supporting that? In the con- congressional committee, you can go to Wall Street on parade, type in Bitcoin. You read the article in there. A congressional committee back in, I think it was 2021, the article still there, showed that 85% of the volume under Bitcoin is uneconomic. It's uneconomic because they're using Tether to print all this Tether to pump this thing up here. So there's, there, Bitcoin is, is um, Bitcoin is like waking up in the morning and find out the girl you met at the bar was a blow up doll. You know, it's like, we got problems. We got problems. You, you can put all the lipstick you want on this one here. It's not money, honey. It's not money. So I, I think the, the BlackRock thing, though, I think is more of a, we just put, you know, we just became the biggest shareholder. I, I, I will not be surprised 
if BlackRock takes over the entire PSLV trust and buys it all up. Won't be surprised. They have the money, they have the power, they have the will, but they have the reason for why. Because if they have, if they suffer from any sort of derivative losses on the COMEX, when it rolls over and all that rehypothecated paper goes up here and they take a loss on the SLV or anywhere in that area there, that, hey, we got physical, we're good. We lose on paper over here, silver goes up, we go up. Costco's moving gold. I won't be surprised if Costco moves to the silver area there also. But I, I personally, my opinion on that yeah. is that applying for a Bitcoin ETF, I mean, if you own Bitcoin, oh, you just jumping up and down, I'm going to load up some more here. You know, for me, it's like, I've seen nothing but rug pulls in the crypto sector. But it, at the same time, they could, they could light one up. They could light one up and say, hey, we bought Bitcoin ETF. And we're going to take, we're going to go buy the PSLV and put that silver under that Bitcoin and, and put an asset behind it and then really someone, rock everybody's world. <laughs> someone just commented here that uh, Costco UK, uh, they do sell silver and gold. So, oh, UK is the model, by the way. That's funny you said because I had a person that said the same thing. They said, they said, uh, I said, they've already been selling gold in the UK. And I said, oh, but, and I said, I will not be surprised. And I, I said this last night, so they're going to start with gold. And then, of course, Costco listens to his customers like, hey, we'd like some silver, too. Well, funny you should say that. We sell silver in the U.K. Let's fire up. They're, they're smart. The Costco people, logistically, they're smart. They planned this out a long time ago. But what are they anticipating? Think about that, Mario. I mean, Costco, I mean, 118 million members. If you do the math, if 10% of their membership buy one ounce of gold by Christmas, that's 11.8 million ounces of gold coming off the surface. Hey, if the media says it's time to buy gold and gold makes a run past a record high and the media gets behind, which I expect the media to get behind gold, we're going to see, uh, we're going to see the average person pushing their shopping cart saying, wow, I heard gold's up. Let's where it's Costco. Well, we got to go to the website here and I won't be surprised if they see it in the retail, but I think the average person, American, the average shopper that's not a gold bug or a silver pro like we are is going to say, oh, this is great. Well, I'd like to save some money. They're $30 under spot. I think they bought the market. I think by that scheme, they -hmm. basically put everybody against the wall. So um, uh, the idea that within a two-week period that the the fifth largest retailer in the world, uh, largest, you know, number one in alcohol, distribution they become number one at everything here i think the timing of blackrock going into this uh silver pslv and two weeks later costco i mean these are major events you know if you'd have heard this you know during a bull market you'd be jumping up and down but these are obscure stories this wasn't covered in the media here i covered it uh but uh the 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 blackrock pslv that didn't really get the media it should have gotten the reality is the media is never going to recover that stuff the, the last thing they're going to be saying is hey run look gold, at black run buying silver you know jim Cramer will say well we are approaching uh almost an hour gentlemen and john i appreciate you for dropping in you loaded us with a lot of things to keep our eyes on and yeah. so july 11th seems like that time frame where we're going to really start to see yeah. some dominoes fall and things pick up and so uh, I guess I want to try to get some questions in, but I don't want to go beyond an hour point. But um, silver is money on Telegram. Mr. John Perez, go check him out. 
And uh, any last thoughts, Mario, John, you guys want to leave us with before we sign off? All right, let's do this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it Great. again. Uh, I'd love to have John as well uh, on my channel. That would be good. Because, yeah, that'd uh, be fine. I, I'm so I'm I'm so glad. You know, uh, like I said, I've watched you guys for a long time, and we've we've. If you think about where the market's at right now, the things that I'm saying right now, if I'd have said these things last year, it's like oh. Cut the tape. Cut the cut the feed on Perez. You know <laughs> he's out of his mind. <laughs> you know? Don't give me any tequila. <laughs> you, know? Um, oh, I, you know I think I think we're living in great times. I I mm. personally feel like I feel like we're we're live action heroes in the book of Revelation. That's what it feels like to me. It's like because mm. I'm seeing all these things just going. I have been reading and researching that my very first paper on the Middle East was on the Iran and Iraq war in 1984. I never mm -hmm. stopped doing my research following military activity in the Middle East. And I based all my trading off of it. And I was very successful, uh, you know, at Monex back mm -hmm. in uh, 17 years ago. And I, I never left the business is how I, in fact, I got into gold at 345, 365 after 9-11. I said, man, there's something mm -hmm. going on here. I was watching and some, New article kind of gold hits like you know twenty something year it's like two ninety eight gold I that I was like wait a second here the buildings fall and gold goes down this is a good sign here and that's why I started researching it and should we get mm -hmm. gold three eleven three ten I said and I, at one point I said you know what I had clients that we were we were dumping our real estate in two thousand five before the uh, crash mm -hmm. two thousand four selling some real estate buying gold buying oil and lo and behold man, that market. Kaboom. I, when I left real estate, I ended up as a broker over at Monex and mm -hmm. traded millions in silver there. And uh, it was management couldn't figure out how is this guy doing what he's doing? I broke every sales record there because mm -hmm. I was running into people that had, you know, they were old money that understood geopolitics. And I said, I made a prediction. I go, this summer, these guys are going to go in here. This is going to happen. And it happened. And gold just went. And I'll never forget. I'll remember a day, I think we went up. Three dollars and twenty-five cents in one day. I said, "Yes, we have had millions in their leverage." I said, and of course, everyone was short silver. Everyone was uh -huh. short silver. The whole we had like eighty guys out there, people walking around in tears, getting slaughtered. I, said, I told you, be careful. You cannot. Silver is a widow maker. You got to know what you're doing in this game. But we're gonna we're gonna be this. You know, we're gonna be uh, here again here soon. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad to be on this show with you guys. So when history sure. unravels here, that we can all. We're going to have lots to talk about in July. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, everybody, as always, appreciate you for hanging out with us. And it's our first time having a guest. And it, he didn't disappoint whatsoever. So I appreciate you, John, for joining us. And uh, other than that, have a great weekend. Stay blessed and get your weight up and just enjoy life. And be appreciative of the blessings you have because it is times are good overall. Amen. So appreciate Amen. you guys. Thank you, Thank you Mario. Right. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome.